world welcome to character debates i am your host michael harrison and today's episode we're going to talk about love and romance now many cultures have different ways to express fondness towards someone they care about or at least think they care about for instance in south korea every month has a valentine's day for couples in fiji the men will get the tooth of a sperm whale and present it to their lady's father before marriage and in japan females will create decorative box lunches for their men to show their own affection Still, with all these examples, the popular belief is that the French are the best lovers in the world, and that's why we're here to debate, because the land of Sean Connery and sheep want to have a word about this. So all the way from Glasgow, and arguing that the Scottish are actually the best lovers, please welcome Jack Wilson. Jack, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, yeah. and, and this is a really important topic. I'm glad we have time to discuss it today. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. Now, representing France... Uh, I might get her first name wrong. We got uh, Elodie. Uh, Elodie. Ah, sorry. Elodie Arquette in the house. Uh, thanks so much for coming. Right? Well, thank you for having me. It's very exciting to be able to prove that obviously the French are the best lovers. And uh, I don't know about the Scottish. The food is bad. The weather is bad. I don't see how you could be any good in bed. But okay, we will see. Now, to judge, we've brought in someone from the land of Sweden since apparently they don't fare well on the list of top romantic countries. And maybe this is a good opportunity to learn something. Uh, they are known for being quite emotionally inexpressive. And so they're here today coming in from Stockholm to represent. We have Bjorn Bjornsenhor. Bjorn, are you excited about today's debate? I am. Thank you for having me, Michael. Also, I think that list is a lie. I, I was voted uh, sexiest voiced in, in all of Stockholm. I think that Sweden has actually a very sexy accent. Uh, okay, that's uh, so that's why you feel qualified to judge this topic. Absolutely, and unlike unlike the Swedes they interviewed for that list, I do show emotion very well. This is me happy. See, yay, I'm happy. <laughs> okay, you want to see me sad? Look, this is me sad. I'm sad. When? Yes, very different. That's it's true. range, Michael. Yeah. We have range. <laughs> okay, okay. In the frozen north. All right, well, yeah, we're going to start this up. Uh, as usual on this show, I like to begin with opening statements. We're going to start with the Scottish. Uh, before I do that, I do want to address, uh, as I've already talked about, I've checked numerous lists of best lovers online, and no one has listed the Scottish and even the top 10 of best lovers in the world. One of them, uh, apparently they did really poorly because it said the Scottish were too loud. Um, Jack, why do you feel your country's romance tactics is underappreciated? And uh, can you tie that in with your opening statement? Absolutely. I mean, underappreciated is an understatement to say the least. I mean, the Scottish are the best lovers. We like to keep it in the family. The word doesn't get out because it stays in Scotland. <laughs> I think there's really three things that make a great lover. The first one's passion. And that's both with love, anger. So yeah, we get loud, but we mean what we say. And I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what it means. The second thing is trust. You've got to be able to trust your lover. Give them the most intimate moments of your life. Give them everything that's inside your soul and make sure they don't tell a single person. That's why we're not on that list. <laughs> it's all inside the family. And of course, the third thing that makes a good lover is endurance, courage, being able to look your lover in the eye the entire time. And I'm not done till she's done. That's what it's about. It's about staying there until the bitter end, no matter what. Uh, LOD, what is uh, what is your opening statement? 
Well, I think uh, when you're the best at something and uh, you, everybody knows this, uh, you don't have to say much. And so I, uh, I would just say that uh, anybody that tasted the French wine and had some foie gras and tasted some pâté la pâte and had some, you know, um, nights listening to uh, the French music and uh, wearing some French sweater, striped probably, <laughs> and uh, like maybe on cotton made in France, of course, everything is good made in France. Uh, you know that we are the best. So I don't have to argue with some Neanderthal uh, man from some highland uh, where they uh, make love to sheep uh, regularly. Uh, so I will just say that I, uh, you know, I am uh, not defending anything because there's nothing to defend. Thank you. Wow, that, they are coming out fighting today. It's going to be a tough one, Michael. And let me let me just tell you, as someone whose cousin did once make love to a sheep, it does take courage to make love to a sheep. Very impressive, though. Sheep's. Uh, what's your response to the sheep-loving stereotype, Jack? Well, I'm not going to deny that some Scots don't make love to their sheep. I personally have never indulged in bestiality, and I do plan to keep it that way. Uh, as far as love, it sounds a bit defensive. I, you can't tell me there's no bestiality going on in France. I mean, somebody's got, if they're, if they're not fucking any sort of animals, they're definitely at least banging a baguette or something. It's, it's got to be something with the food. It would be more like a brioche huh? because it's very soft and uh, it comes with cream inside sometimes. Well, that's, that's very pleasant. That's great to know that the, the French men are soft. Thank you for yes, they confirming. Are. They are very soft and uh, the women are very strong. And that's why we are the best lovers because we uh, don't adhere to this. Uh, the man uh, comes in and, and just drills the woman and um, takes uh, her beaver. The woman is in charge of her beaver in France. And um, the men, they follow. And that's what's beautiful. That's what we love in France. That's why we are such good lovers because we listen to each other. Very mm. modern. Wow. I, if you've never seen, if you think a French woman is strong, you must have never seen a Scottish woman before. <laughs> She'll choke you out and call you, you a sissy. You cannot see a Scottish woman because they um, all look like men. Well, that is debatable. All right, you know, you're talking about my mother. I'm not going to have a problem if you keep doing that. My mother is a beautiful woman. Does she also have a beard? Yes, of course. <laughs> Only in the winter. Right. Well, it makes sense. It's cold. Uh, it's cold in Sweden. Get, I wish I had a bigger beard. But uh, I love that Jack keeps bringing up his family. Uh, one thing I am very familiar with is uh, Scottish do, do care about family values in their clan, whereas the French are known to be more liberal and have numerous lovers. Do you feel that uh, commitment is overrated as a romantic gesture then? Well, in France, we are not so conventional. We uh, love who we love and we love freely. Uh, if you love your cousin, it's okay. Uh, you know, it's very common to say to each other in family gatherings, and it just means get on all fours and lick me. <laughs> and that's sort of, uh, instead of uh, how are you and your little uh, chatter that you do in Scotland, where you call it banter or something like this, we do that uh, to loosen up at the family functions, and uh, it works very well. And um, we don't adhere to this notion you have to be married to one person son you cannot fuck your uh, cousin your brother it's very free and it's very um would sheep be included uh, no sheep are not included because we don't have many sheep in france okay so the french maybe, have standards about the sheep we have standards about the sheep but also the sheep you know that's a thing that we keep it to humans just because um of the uh diseases 
Mm-hmm. And that so we sense. like to keep the same kind of herpes. We don't want to venture <laughs> into the sheep herpes. Um, but uh, it's very simple. In France, we love who we love. Uh, animals, not so much. Okay, that's actually very, very fascinating because uh, the French are the only country with a kiss named after them. Yes. Correct? Well, uh, that's it, not true. No? You've never heard of a Scottish kiss. <laughs> because that's just uh, if somebody the, uh, bangs their head onto your nose. That's right. It starts with a head, bo- forehead, touch, exactly. and then the bottom of the, the face comes to touch together. Yeah, that's a Scottish kiss. I once got a Scottish kiss when I was there because I had the wrong soccer team's jersey on. Oh. <laughs> Lots of Scottish kisses for soccer shirts. It's like what, sort of like what Zidane did in the World Cup. I don't know if you guys know about soccer. Or Scotland never makes it into the Cup, so probably they are very sad about that. I'm focused on golf, not soccer, football. Bloody brutal sport. <laughs> rugby, you ever heard of that? A real man sport. That's right. right? Uh, rugby, uh, you guys do quite well rugby, right? We're the best. Same as our lovers. <laughs> and you can watch a rugby match and Scottish porn side by side, and it's hard to discern. Hmm. Okay, so oh, you have your Scottish kiss that I just discovered. Uh, the French kiss is one where both partners extend their tongues to touch the, the other one's tongue, I guess, in slop unison. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Next is someone preparing haggis. Uh, do you think that that represents the French style of love accurately, though? Absolutely. I don't know why you think it's disgusting. It's sloppy. It's free. It's life. It's beauty. It's love. We celebrate everything that's not conventional in France. And uh, why not lick each other? The face, everything. Why not put it in the nostril or the ear? What is? What do you use your tongue for usually? Um, Nothing. Taste. I use it to taste. Exactly. Scotch. That's it. (laughs) So you are underusing a very uh, beautiful part of your body that you can stick in all different types of oils. Okay, but wait, let's, uh, French kisses actually have a moderate risk of HPV, as well as a low risk of syphilis, gonorrhea, and hep B. Uh, Do you view such diseases as Herd immunity. Uh, really? It's herd immunity. It's not herd immunity when it's, everybody it's, has it. It's her- I saw exactly, a French. No, that's what it is exactly. A French man had herpes on his ears, and I was like, "How'd you do that?" It's, it's a French kiss. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. It's disgusting. I would sleep with that man immediately. <laughs> Very safe because everybody has it. You know that's why we don't so, fuck the sheep so because you- we don't want that. <laughs> We have everybody has the same type. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't let her fuck my sheep with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> yes, you would. You know you would. <laughs> Wait a minute. So are you saying then, uh, instead of a French kiss, maybe there's a French gonorrhea? Like a specific... Of course. It's a, it's beautiful. It's uh, um, a little more uh, intellectual, a little more cultured than your gonorrhea. Um, it has read philosophy. It can recite poems. It uh, <laughs> knows how to make a nice French onion soup. Um, um, and it doesn't uh, make you as uh, disgustingly smelly as the other ones. It's called the French conundrum. You don't know about this? No, I don't. I but you're selling. That's why you're we don't get fat. To me. <laughs> That's why we don't get fat when we eat baguette all day long. That's why we don't have coronary disease because uh. we drink wine all day long. That's why our gonorrhea is nicer and better. In fact, I think this conversation really needs to be about the fact that the French are the best at everything. Oh, wow. And Not making really herring. <laughs> Not herring? pickling herring. Herring or heroin? Uh, it, it, herring, neither. the fringe. I the got fish, point, right? point to Scotland for heroin. We have herring. 
Right. I, I think right. it's ridiculous. You're saying French don't smell. I can smell you from here. You well, just don't realize it had immunity to the smell as well. well the well, smell because, like cheese. No, because I wanted to prepare to be next to a Scottish man. And I knew the only way to do that, to make him feel comfortable, like he is right at home, is to really be smelly like your people. My people aren't smelly. We, we're great. We bathe once a week. That's enough. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I will not argue with that. All right. Uh, let's. Is there a specific day of the week you like to bathe? Oh, I, I bathe on, on Wednesday. Wednesday, the holy day in Scotland. That's right. Everyone smells good. Exactly. Yeah, all the water goes right through the village and we all just bathe together. And that's that's where a lot of the lovemaking starts. It's because it they are very through. stingy, the Scottish. They don't like to spend money. That's why well, you we, only bathe once a week because you don't want to waste water. Yes, of course. I we, want, we want to preserve the earth. Unlike the French who are just throwing garbage all over the road and, and polluting this planet. Scotch is like to live off the land like we have for centuries and we plan to do so for the centuries to come. <laughs> I knew a Scottish guy, he used to recycle floss. He would use it and then he would reuse it just not to spend money. That's disgusting. How I've can you be doing that? I've made shirts out of floss. Really? <laughs> shirts? They knit them. They knit of course. Okay, that makes that's very Scottish. By the way, uh, just hearing hearing you both talk, I I mean I I love I love the French dialect. Uh, French was actually voted the sexiest language in the world. Oh, give me a exactly. break. I know. I think this. I think. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Scottish people definitely um, have a unique vernacular, especially when it comes to sex. You guys have been known to call a vagina a fud, tits are chabs, and a penis is a tadger. These it terms, sounds like obscure fast food items, Michael. Dude, it sounds like Pokemon names. Are sounds you for like real? very small penises. Uh, well, oh, you've never seen a Tadger. <laughs> <laughs> trust but, me, I have. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, but Jack, do you do you really feel like a lady will get in the mood when you dirty talk about her fud? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they they love it. I, I say, come over here, lass. Show me your food, and it's already <laughs> out by the time she comes across the threshold. Oh, what what is the French say? Vagina. Oh, that's real sexy. Three <laughs> syllables, vagina. That's disgusting. Food. So if I made a food, I'll put it in my tanger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Sweden, to you, do you, would you would you ever call someone's vagina a fud? I, I've, I've never heard of a fud. I'd never say fud out loud. But if, I, I think I could make it work. I do have the sexiest voice in Stockholm. <laughs> Why I, I I just last week I made a porno with my wife, you know, yeah. and she she was all like, "Give it to me, ew, that feels good, eh, eh, eh." <laughs> Bjorn, you're so big, you feel so good, Bjorn. I think if she threw fud in there, stick your tadger in my fud, yeah, I think oh, it would still be a good is, porn. This is this is very. <laughs> he was saying that uh, he just screams, "Put out your fud," and by the time and then it's already there. But that's because the person you are referring to is not uh, is uh, is a is a man. No, that That's would be how a they take I, it out. Yeah. No, the, how can you take out a fud? It sounds to me like you have never seen one in real life. Oh, I've seen a fud. I don't out. think so. All you do how is you lift up the skirt and it's right there. You don't have to whip it <laughs> I out. I think in Scotland, maybe they don't have it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But if you're going to bring up the uh, the kilt thing, I assume that's what you're referencing, that's Jack. Right. Again, it's for men, not for women. No, the, the the, I said the skirt. Yeah. The I don't skirt, think he's seen a fud before. The skirt and dresses. Be honest. I've seen a fud. I've seen many fuds in my day. Matt Tadger's been an adventure in for years, all right? <laughs> Scotland, you think you know, you see a veteran, right? Badger Courageous. Is, it comes from the word badger because it gets in and out of holes. You barely see it, but when it's there, you know. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but wait, uh, I wanted to actually go back to you referencing the guilt. Uh, do you really feel that such fashion taste helps, I don't know, enchant a lady? I mean, I mean, all it takes is a big gust of wind and you'll be considered a pervert, right? Like, I'm not a pervert. That's that's actually a first level of flirting, a gust of wind. Oh. That's <laughs> easy access. Gotcha. Have you ever had the breeze blast the bottom of your ball bag? I mean, I haven't. That'll get you going. We can't have breezes uh, brush our ball bags in Sweden. It's it's too cold. That's how you get frostbite. It's how you lose a ball bag. Frost balls. Frost balls. Frozen balls. Nice. Frozen yeah, balls. even snowballs. <laughs> we just have profiterole. We eat them. <laughs> they are covered in chocolate. We love that. Aww. I, I feel highly like recommend f- that too. Just covering your balls in chocolate. I feel like okay. a woman leak it off. A Frenchman's balls is probably a lot more like escargot than chocolate. I think we can all agree that salty, small, and no you mean one you really wants that. You suck it out of the hole. Is that what you mean? It's disgusting. <laughs> that could be okay too. I mean, you know, you free your mind, but you don't have much experience, as we all know now. I mean, that is I'm, that I'm is sort disgusting. of a thing because we already I have sex all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, I think we already know that the Scottish food is uh, delicious. Okay, perfect in every way. Okay, but in terms of romance, it's it's sloppy and and some of it is is maybe not necessarily like just, the just French. Like on world. the other hand, are known for being Thank having you. romantic. But exactly with that said, you guys, you, as the point's been made, you guys have escargot, so you're just eating snails. How how is it romantic to drop some uh some little like I guess water bug into your partner's mouth? Well, do you know how you eat escargot? I do. You throw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you're a brute and you don't know anything about sensuality, then maybe, yeah. But the way you eat escargot is very sensual and it's very sexy. And mm-hmm. that's why, and it's actually, it's um, an aphrodisiac. Really? So it makes you horny that you know a lot about, but uh, not uh, releasing it with women, obviously. Yeah. So the French need an aphrodisiac to get turned on. Not here in Scotland. <laughs> we just walk around ready to go. I met a Scottish man once. He asked me if he could eat cheesecake out of my ass because it would remind him of his mother's cooking. <laughs> and that actually sounds delicious. <laughs> they are very sick people. Cheesecake and ass. Yeah. So uh, it's, a, it's a good combo, I think. I mean, cheese, Cheesecake Factory is really missing out on that combo. That's for sure. It, yeah, well, not since COVID. You can't, uh, you can't serve it off ass anymore. Uh, okay. COVID ruined the Cheesecake Factory. I love it. I, like even okay with your comparisons and uh, I don't know. I, I looked it up. Obviously, the Scottish are very, very macho, right? That's a very big part of their culture. Yes, but yes. in French culture, it's one of the, the few countries where macho men aren't very celebrated. So is there an advantage to dating a man that isn't rugged? Well, um, rugged and macho are not the same thing. But uh, I think that it's obvious when you have a macho man, it's because of the correlating, if I'm using your words, correlating to the penis size. So the more (laughs) macho the man, the smaller the penis. Obviously, everybody knows that. Oh, that's, that's why that's, no, no, Napoleon you say, started no, the world. No, you can't just say everybody yes, knows that. That's everybody not knows accurate. that. The whole world knows this. The whole world knows this. Macho so man Randy man- Savage did have the smallest penis in all of professional wrestling. Thank it was mostly the steroids. <laughs> exactly. So that's why in France, it's nice for the women because we can sort of throw the men around and we can tell them what to do. But in the bedroom, they are very well endowed and they really know what they're do- doing. Um, and so I think. But they're very sensitive. Like They're, they're very sensitive. Probably- of course, oh. but you have to be sensitive to be a good lover. 
Okay. I, Obviously, I if you're just going in to do your drilling uh, or your 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 uh, you have your agenda, no, you must listen. You must be in tune with the body, with 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 the woman. You must um, be able to feel like a woman almost yourself. Mm. Jack, what's uh, what's your thoughts? Well, on I that? would say the good thing about dating a French guy is you can both get pedicures and manicures to get there. But then he's not <laughs> going to be able like to you use experience. Those. Well, I've seen them walking around the streets and I'm like, bloody hell, what are you doing? What are you doing? They're walking around with their hands out like this. You can't tell me they're using those fingers, right? And then their tongue's already been in your air and now it's going to go in your cooch. That ain't going to work. <laughs> Disgusting. Traditional always wins. Okay. Well, all right, let's, let's quickly move back one more time to dining uh, because I did forget to bring up that the French are known for drinking wine elegantly when they dine and the Scots are more about getting blindingly whiskey drunk. Um, do you feel that your culture's use of alcohol is really that more romantic, Jack? Wine, you can argue, is more romantic, sure. But what you feel when you have some scotch or some whiskey in you is a much different drop than when you have wine. Wine, you feel like you're floating, you're barely there. Scotch brings you down to the ground, into reality, and ready to take that next step. You look a woman in the eye, and as you flare around your scotch in your glass, she knows what that means. <laughs> That is uh, that is just perfect proof that he doesn't know anything about what women want. We don't want reality. Not we want fantasy. Women. We want imagination. We want we want uh, to be transported into another realm. We want you to make us feel like we are flying in the moon together. We want you to take us to the moon. We don't want to be grounded in reality. Sorry, but no woman wants that. Not even a Scottish woman. Sorry. That sounds terrible. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think you know Scottish women very well. I'm going to be honest with you because grounded. Well, like I said, I've never met one that didn't turn out to be a man. Flying through the moon. I mean, that just, that that's not right. That's not right. Well, I don't think you know anything about a female orgasm. Huh? It's the first time you heard this word, isn't it? No. Be honest, come on. You've never heard this word before. Female we orgasm. don't call them orgasms. We call them food explosions. <laughs> food explosions? Food, food explosions. Or sorry, a vagina. Uh, <laughs> Wow. I can tell you exactly what a Swedish woman's orgasm sounds like. It sounds like, eh, 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 hot, <laughs> sexy. It's very expressive. Sensual. <laughs> All right. What is he doing here? What is he <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's giving us a very He's our judge. Yeah. What the hell? I don't, I don't That's right. Yeah, he's in control of this whole argument. This is the argument they're going to put in the history books, by the way. So you better well, represent. I think he means Sexiest voice thing. in all of Stockholm. Don't you forget it. Uh, well, we're going to talk about sexy. Let's go back to Jack for a second, because uh, when it comes to physical appearance, a lot of the inhabitants of your country, like yourself, have red hair and are super pale white, which has uh, scientifically been proven to make you visibly age quicker. Now, not to sound superficial, but visual stimulation is pretty important. Do you feel like there's less time to be sexy as a Scot? I think I think that age, like in the words of a French woman, like a fine wine. Age makes you better. Age makes you stronger. Age makes you shriveled. <laughs> shriveled exactly like the French penis that's right very shriveled and small <laughs> it seems as though that the French woman like having sex with boys and not men to be fair Roman Polanski did move to France did he not they don't seem to mind him I think he lives in Switzerland but that's okay um, uh, <laughs> I sure thought it was France <laughs> well, I would 
So to, fi- speak to, French there. to finish my thought, I would wow. say that. Feels, it feels there's a little bit of bias from Sweden's judge just to throw that on the French, right? <laughs> I, I agree. Thank you <laughs> for pointing that out. Fell so. in to throw on it. I didn't say that I blame France for everything Roman Polanski ever did wrong. I merely implied it. <laughs> and I think Donald Trump is uh, half Scottish, no? If but you're talking about uh, discussing people. I can neither confirm nor deny those statements. <laughs> what I will say is there's nothing more attractive than a pale lady. When you can see the blood vessels and the veins through the skin, that is how you know you have it right. Necrophilia, I would call that. No, they, invented they can only have uh, sex with uh, dead people in Scotland because uh, they uh, <laughs> they cannot get the people alive to to want Ooh, to have sex. Necrophilia is a French word. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's a Greek word. You're completely wrong. All right. Have well, you ever read oh, one book you, before? Necros, it French. Yeah, it's not. It's Greek. <laughs> Point to Scotland. We do like them pale in Sweden. Our women have never seen the sun. That's right. Hey, yes, hey. Yes, yes. So much mis- women. So much misinformation about French people. <laughs> this is podcast today. <laughs> okay. Like hot <laughs> vampires, our women look guys like. Guys are going to everything on the French. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, though, I did want to quickly jump on this point, though. In France, it's it's actually legal to marry the dead if you can prove they're going to marry you when they were alive. In 2017, being the most recent example of someone marrying a dead person in France. All love is beautiful, Michael. Exactly. That's uh, romance. Thank you. Huh? Even the Swedish get that. Wait. But as a side, is that really romance? Or yes, do you think maybe course. you're a little bit more mentally unbalanced? No, it's not mentally unbalanced. The person is dead, first of all. And oh, imagine okay. how pale okay. she was. She, she awesome. was giving me a hard time about Scots being in shape. And they're out here marrying dead people. I'm sorry, people. but there's nobody is talking about fucking these people. It's about marrying. And marriage is not only about fucking FYI to use. But it better be a part of it. Well, no, not it does not have to be. If it's love, if it's romance, if it's just about gesture, if it's about uh, being with someone eternally tied to them on paper in bureaucracy, that's what it's about. It's very romantic. It's taking something that's very abstract and making it very romantic and very real and beautiful. You're right. There's nothing more beautiful and romantic than bureaucracy. Jesus well, Christ. I am saying the French even found a way to make that beautiful and romantic. And uh, and sometimes the best way to be married to someone is if they're not alive. Well, that I could agree with. Well, there you go. There are days you, you win more arguments if they're not alive. Exactly. I guess. Yeah. Actually, um... And you can pick out your furniture the way you want to and <laughs> don't have to let them influence everything. Oh, sorry, that's just me. That's funny. Uh, that made me laugh, which is interesting. Sense of humor is actually very important in a relationship. Uh, the Scots are, are very hilarious people. They're well known for witty storytelling and taking the piss out of people. Uh, their official animal is a unicorn, which sort of says a lot about them. Uh, <laughs> but Have the you French, ever seen one in the wild? Uh, the French, on the other hand, is known for enjoying the slapstick antics of Jerry Lewis. Do you, do you feel that humor is overrated because you guys are poor at expressing it? You're asking me if we are poor at expressing humor? Yeah, I think the French, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say I think the Scots have you beat on humor. I think you're completely wrong historically. Uh, Molière, uh, writers like that, Balzac, very funny people. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little bit more intellectual humor. 
a little bit more uh, something that goes a little deeper than just, you know, farting and burping and uh, sheep fucking, uh, things like that, that they do in Scotland. Uh, Have you ever seen someone fuck a sheep live, though? It is pretty funny. <laughs> if not, I know a bar we can go to and I can show you. You all laugh your ass off, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and you won't have to be so intellectual. You won't have to hold a book next to your arm in order to get a sort of a silly laugh. It's all about having fun. Right. Do you know what that, have you had fun? Do you know I, what that feels like? I, I know what it feels like to have a beautiful French lover um, orgasm all over my face. That doesn't sound like fun at all. Sounds, that, <laughs> that, sounds, that is the most fun I have ever had. But see, this is why I think I won the argument just now. But that, well, he admitted that, it. That, he that, thinks that, that sex that. is not fun. He thinks that <laughs> making love is not fun. No, I mean, he thinks seeing sheep fucking is fun uh, with burping and farting and uh, in a bar. Uh, I'm talking about love making, exchanging juices. Uh, being hearing together. her describe that is the most fun I've ever had, Michael. <laughs> that I, was pretty good. As a side, this was actually about funny, not necessarily fun. Like sense well, of humor. Well, he made humor. it about fun. Okay. I made it about fun. I'm sorry. I, I disagree. I think the French are very funny. I think they have funny a great looking. sense of humor. <laughs> um, I think that the French, you know, they are a little bit insular, so they don't share it with other people, but we are very, very funny people. Uh, do you mind? Uh, do you, could you share a funny example that uh, fu- an example of being funny in France? Yeah, like but your own. Yes, of course. Okay, or just you, in general. One time, I went into a bakery and I took a baguette, and someone was somebody was in my way, and I said, um, "You get out of my way!" And I hit them on the head with the baguette. Very funny. Oh, okay. Oh, that three stooges. Hilarious. Like, that wasn't being covered in the 20s. <laughs> what is there a sound effect whack that came in from the side? Bloody hell. That would have been great. Thank you. I will I will uh, consider it for next time. Uh, Bjorn, I think uh, we're getting to the point now uh, before their closing statements where did you want to do any, did you have any questions for them? Anything that you wanted yourself to know that I haven't covered? Hmm. Yes. Here is a question for both of the contestants. Where is the sexiest place you could take a lady or a man on a date? In Sweden, I can tell you exactly where it is. Anywhere where there's pickled fish and lots of them. All right, we're going to start with Jack on this. All right, well, I'd say the sexiest place that you can bring a woman on a date is the bedroom. Sure, you can take her to a restaurant and wine her and dine her, but what's sexier than the bed? And that's where we'll end up, and that's where we'll start. I mean, it sounds it sounds like that's more like an escort service, right? Well, it depends on putting in the work beforehand and, you know, grabbing her by the phone and bringing her in. Not that I'm faulting escort workers. I love escort workers. <laughs> Wait a minute. What, uh, let's Once go. again, no imagination from the Scottish man. Uh, <laughs> all he can say is I will take her to the bedroom. All he can say is that we will end up, I don't know, hello, have you ever had sex somewhere else outside the bedroom? Probably not. Uh, I think the sexiest place you can take uh, someone is by the Seine, maybe in a little boat uh, under the stars with a little glass of wine and some Charles Aznavour playing on a little a vintage 90s radio that you found in your attic because you were <laughs> digging for it uh, and because you were planning and preparing and then you uh, serenade her or him and then uh, you make love in the water, on the water, under the stars. And then maybe you eat some baguette afterwards. Let's be honest. It could happen. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm impressed. Could you picture me in a little boat? No, absolutely not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My point too. We're going to skip that part. And if you had sex in sand, because I have. 
It's a nightmare. <laughs> I'm literally terrified by both of those answers. His answer made me feel like I was going to get forced upon in some Scotsman's bedroom, and her answer made me feel like I was going to get murdered. It felt like the uh, last scene in The Godfather 2 kind of vibes. Wow, so it sent you back a little bit on your judging for both of them. I had flashbacks during both of their answers. It was horrifying, Michael. Wow. Uh, I mean, a lot of this has traumatized me, even your answers. Um, that's uh, fascinating. In the French, I, uh, they you. do enjoy role playing. Uh, maybe it's I don't want to be TMI with you, but uh, what character would you be if you were being uh, sexually role played with? Luigi from the Mario Brothers. Very uh, cute. Yeah. Yes, with a mustache and a little overall. You know, maybe backless. Even her enunciation on Luigi was hot, Michael. That, that is hilarious to me. That in order to be the sexiest person ever, she has to become Italian. Yeah. She can't even be French. <laughs> Well, that is a different country that only pronounces play. vowels. <laughs> Good. Uh, what's your response to Jack? My response to Jack? Uh, like I said before, what do I have to say to Jack? Some uh, Neanderthal uh, uh, brute no, but even that then, doesn't know what he's talking about? Uh, you mean about uh, to, 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 to be that, the sexiest well, person, I have to become Italian? It's role play, Jack. It's role play for your, for your mind and the rest will follow. Just as a side, you even criticized him for wearing a kilt and saying that it's sort of unmasculine, but you yourself... No, I, I did not say that. I did no? not. No, okay. no, I never said that a kilt is unmasculine, no. I said that uh, the... Uh, Scottish women look like men. That's it. Uh, I don't think kilts are unmasculine. But then you're trying to look like a, a man in your role playing. Um, yes, because it's uh, it's fun to switch it up to have a mustache. But then underneath you have uh, what do you say a fud. <laughs> That's right, a fud. Exactly. It's very it's it's interesting. It's fun. It's sexy. Uh. I mean, I, I don't know. What's your point? I, I was just trying to find the hypocrisy in your statement. There is to, no hypocrisy. Yeah. Okay, okay. There is no hypocrisy. That's another French word, hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I had like a fact checker here. Everyone's just like, trust me. <laughs> all right. Love is about trust. Word. I opened with that. All right. Well, uh, we're going to just move this on now to our closing statements. And um, Jack, you got the floor. All right, well, first of all, thank you so much for finally giving Scotland a platform to talk about love and talk about romance because there's there's so many things that you can do in Scotland in order to express your love to a woman. And like I said, it all comes down to passion. And that's not about kissing under the stars. It's about expressing emotions. It's about sharing intimacies with your lover and, and having those moments come to a climax at the very end. And France just doesn't have that. They're boys. They're not men. The woman clearly want to be the man. That's why they want the mustache in the bedroom. That's why they're all they're all dancing around and, and drinking wine. That's not what it's about. It's about drinking scotch, looking your woman in the eye, saying I love you, and then taking her to the bedroom and having consensual lovemaking until the night's end. Wow. Okay. That, that's a lot of very passionate people, even in their arguing. Uh, and it was the, like a horny Braveheart speech. I loved it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Hello, D, what is your closing statement? And why do you think uh, the French should remain the best lovers in the world? Well, first of all, I think that uh, for centuries, everybody in the world has known that uh, the French are the best lovers. That is not a coincidence. And the Scottish are coming now like, uh, oh, we want to have a piece of the pie. Uh, you cannot have the piece of the pie with this kind of approach. You do not have imagination. You do not have any sort of sensibility. You think it's about drilling. You think it's about uh, uh, dragging a woman to the bedroom. You think it's about scaring her. You think it's about scaring her so much she dies. So then you 
can have sex with her because she would never do it otherwise. You think it's about getting wasted on some disgusting drink that you have to ferment for 900 years before you can even touch it. Uh, it's disgusting. It's not good for you. It's give you heartburn. Anyway, that's just me maybe, but it's the truth. And the Scottish, um, they they are very brutal people. And uh, the men, they think they control everything. In France, the men are sensitive, uh, but they have giant cocks and they know how to use them mm -hmm. and we are very free we express ourselves freely we are unconventional we we don't discriminate we know how to set the mood with music with wine with food with everything we even the escargot that you say is disgusting uh, you eat it you suck it out of the shell just to prepare yourself for the evening that's what we do <laughs> the food everything the whole day is tied into the love making because it's part of our fabric of how we live it's not only the bedroom huh? it's not only uh, oh, uh, oh, oh it's a thing that you tell her you love her and you take her to the bedroom it's very conventional the way he's talking uh, the french invented the french kiss and they will continue to invent new ways to make love because that is what we do and the scottish are just following behind thank you Wow. Okay. Uh, Bjorn, those are, those are two very powerful closing statements. Uh, very, very powerful, Michael. First off, what'd you think of this debate? I thought it was a great debate. They both have insanely sexy voices, not quite as sexy as mine, which was voted sexiest voice in all of Stockholm. Okay. But I have to make a decision. I really, really want to give it to Scotland. I feel too long. The Scottish accent has been trampled on. Just like the Swedish accent. They say, uh, you sound like a Muppet who's been kicked in the groin, Bjorn. Everywhere outside of Stockholm, I get told that. Well, I'm tired of it. That's unfair. It's very unfair. <laughs> wow. But uh, it's not about the accent, is it? It's, well, yeah, they, 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 have, they have prowess. Prowess in Scotland, I feel. They got like a real Sean Connery kind of swagger. Uh, the... The women do have beards, though, which kind of weirded me out the first time. I was not expecting to, to feel stubble on uh, a lady with mammaries. That was uh, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> so uh, for that reason, I do want to give it to Scotland. However, the Queen of England did text me just now and she said, you bastard, if you give this award to Scotland, I will have you murdered in a tunnel in Paris and blame it on the paparazzi like I did that dumb daughter-in-law of mine back in the 90s. So for that reason, I award France the sexiest accent and the best lovers. You guys get the trophy. Uh, there you go then. I would just like to say thank you, Bjorn. Yeah. Uh, it's obvious. Uh, 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 Scotland can maybe in maybe 100, 200 years learn something from us. It's okay. Uh, don't be sad and uh, call me. There's nothing to learn from you. We'll make our own way and fuck the queen. <laughs> all right, that is the way to end this. Don't say that near my phone. She's coming for all of us. <laughs> that is how we're going to end this episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. My name is Michael Harrison. This is Character Debates.